0: Ignorance is the official language of Washington, D.C. I'm here to challenge you
1: to a match. When it comes to standing up for the American people, I am ready to rumble. I think that we may be
0: a wrestler in the White House. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Great American Bash. My name is Brandon Weatherby.
1: My name is Chris Kelly.
0: The Great American Bash is a podcast about the intersections of presidential politics and professional wrestling, but since we live in a new reality, this episode is sort of only about professional wrestling, and it's sort of only about what's going to happen. WrestleMania 36 is coming up, and for the first time ever, it's over two nights. It should have been two nights for a very long time, but it's going to be over two nights oh, yeah. in an empty space, being the NXT Performance Center, the WWE Performance Center. It might be go to other places we don't actually know it was supposed to be in tampa florida instead it's in orlando florida Uh, this is a train wreck but some good things occasionally come from train wrecks Uh, i texted chris a few days ago that uh hey i was listening to the mask man they sort of had a thought experiment we're gonna flesh out that thought experiment it's if wrestlemania 36 each individual match had a different director now uh we have one requirement the director has to be alive That is the only requirement. Does that make sense, Chris? That works for me. Okay, cool. So we were recording this on Monday, March 23rd at 212 Eastern, which means that the card is is not done, and uh, the card, like all cards, are subject to change. So some of these matches might not happen. Some of these will definitely happen. Some of them will be on the pre-show. Will there even be a pre-show? I don't know. Chris, you think there is going to be a pre-show of sorts?
1: Well, I'd say they're, you know, they're so used to uh, using the pre-show to kind of gin up last-minute excitement, uh, something to give away for free on your on pay-per-view, you know, on the pay-per-view preview channel, or if that still exists, or on YouTube or on Twitter. Um, I think they'll probably do something like that. They've got two nights nice, uh, of content to fill, and I don't know how much of that can be Rob Gronkowski uh, dancing with the effects of CTE. Um, so I'm going to take a, a crack at what could be a pre-show based on three matches that are rumored and that the storylines are pointing in these directions, but nothing's been announced on this. Um, but who knows? These could already be in the can. Um, so I'll start off with a match that, that should happen, which should be some form of match around the women's tag team titles, currently held by the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and uh, Carrie uh, Sane. I um, almost called her her old work name. Um, and then the challenges with that would be uh, Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross, and then the I believe Divas of Destruction, if that's still their name, of uh, Beth Phoenix and Natty Neidhart. Um, for this one, um, you know, you have the the two Japanese ah! workers. okay, um, So this podcast, like all of America uh, and the global work- workforce, we're working from home. Uh, that that's a, uh, a an infant in the background uh, won't be watching WrestleMania. It's only doesn't watch the WWE prize. Only is allowed to watch <laughs> AEW. Uh, so, with the women's tag, we have the Kabuki Warriors, two women from Japan, very well respected talent. So, of course, they have the name the Kabuki Warriors. So, I was looking for something uh, with a touch of, um, you know, women led violence, uh, exploitation, uh, looking at something, you know, kind of taking in the, the Japanese art and putting it through a, an American filter. Do you see where I'm going with this one? Sort of. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, I just was I was getting some Kill Bill vibes on this one. That's not bad. Uh, I thought you were yeah. kind of
0: doing Sofia Coppola because of Lost in Translation.
1: Okay, so that's, that's another way. It's, it's the two sides, those are the two genders, uh, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino and Sofia Coppola. So yeah, I'd like to see QT, uh, maybe not as one of his last films, but... Uh, you know, in that, yeah, in that I, grindhouse tradition. I love that
0: pick. I love the Tarantino pick because there's three completely different storylines going on. It doesn't really make sense, but he could kind of fuse them all together. It's sort of old with the uh, the, the classic Green Misk uh, storyline, but there's also old because you get the Divas legend and the fact that we're using the word Divas. Uh, it makes sense. It's a really, really good pick.
1: All right, thank you. So moving on to a match that, um, you know, I don't watch the product, but allegedly uh, our master of ceremonies, Gronk, wants to see Elias. Uh, versus Corbin. Is he still King Corbin?
0: He is still King Corbin.
1: Baron Corbin? Because, like, it's very strange because, like, Elias used to be uh, Elias Samson? Yeah, in theory. It's it's so weird. And Baron Corbin, which Baron was not a a land-owning title. That was his first name, and now he's (laughs) King Corbin. And this one is... This one's strange because no one wants to see this, but um, it could be a kind of just classic wrestling match. you got to... You have a kind of pompous heel. You have a, um, you know, a guy who's better than heel, to be honest, in Elias. Um, but I just, I was looking at kind of a, just a classic American filmmaking and a guy who's been doing that recently and and going with the the head first head to head, James Mangold, director of Walk the Line and most recently Ford Ferrari, just um, just a, a straight ahead match, a, a, a director who does kind of straight ahead. Films. I'm gonna um, hold my. Th-
0: I'm yeah. gonna hold my tongue for my pick on this. I'm just I'm not gonna say anything, and I'm also not gonna say anything about your pick. There's one other match that might be on the pre-show. What is that match?
1: That would be Dolph Ziggler versus another guy with no last name. I don't think uh, Otis. Um, this was basically a feud that has spun out of um, Otis's kind of awkward Chris Farley-inspired uh, pining for one of the blondes on the roster. I'm uh, Not being disrespectful, I just literally can't remember. I can kind of picture her, Mandy uh, Rose. Mandy Rose. Thank you, thank you. Um, so for for this rom-com of sports entertainment, um, and keeping for the directors that are alive, I'm not going to do Nora Ephron, but I am going with Nancy Myers. I think uh, this this real macho thing here really needs some. Uh, we need to bring it bring it to someone who has a, a hand with these with these romantic uh, storylines. And I'm googling Nancy you. Myers. Yeah, Nancy Myers Director is still alive. Of what women? What? Yes, yeah, she is. That's why I looked it up. So yeah. <laughs> so from the the minds that brought you what women want, starting Mel Gibson. Um, there's no joke there. Uh, that that would be Nancy Myers for Now the I was going to
0: go with the guy that directed Porky's, but that guy's long dead. So I'm going to go with the Whites Brothers, uh, the guys that did American Pie.
1: There you go. That's Yeah, that's about the same sensibility. I was trying to class it up a bit, but it's it's a sports entertainment. We don't need to class it up.
0: All right, now the so main card. Why don't you
1: kick it off with the main card? Main
0: yeah. card over two nights. We're going to start. There's ten of these, so we're each going to pick our our director for the ten, and then after that, our overall director, the person that's going to tie it all together. We're going to start with the intercontinental, most likely Intercontinental Championship, Dana Ryan versus Sami Zayn. I think that this needs the least amount Of work from any director Uh, And I also think that uh, By the way, my son is snapping And yours just woke up from a nap So we have no idea how this is going to go
1: Yeah, He's ready to to work So, you know I'm going to go with my favorite film
0: director Of the last five years Someone that did a ton with very, very little The director of Tangerine, Sean Baker Who also did the fantastic Florida Project
1: Yes, that's that's a great pick To class up this match Um so it's doing a lot with a little in the sense that you don't need a lot of pizzazz for this guy, this match. It's a couple of workers. Just that, point the camera
0: at either of them. Let them tell the story.
1: Okay, so I went a different way. Uh, I went with Michael Moore um, because I think they would both appreciate the the kind of classical lefty, yeah. um, Love you it. know, uh, and it's documentary and kind of same, same angle. I think it's someone who could really get in the, the heads of two guys who have been dropped on their heads too often.
0: Perfect pick. Moving on for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, it's Miz and Morrison versus New Day or The Usos. Uh, similar to what you were thinking of, I sort of went with the documentarian, but also somebody that really knows how to handle buddy comedies. I went with Penelope Spheris, director of the Decline of Western Civilization uh, trio of docs, and also the director of Wayne's World 1. There you go. And
1: also, Clueless? Uh,
0: no, that's Amy Heckerling.
1: Amy Heckerling. I'm mixing up my '80s female directors, both of them. Um, yes, that's. I, I see that. I like the buddy comedy angle of it, especially if you've got New Day uh, winning, and you know the Miz, Miz and Morrison kind of have that uh, that buddy vibe as well. I I went on the action. I'm looking at John Morrison, a guy who's recently back in the in the WWE, either the Usos or the New Day can really do some amazing feats in there. So I was calling on Chad Stahelski. Uh, who is... Uh, there's a there's a directing pair who's recently split up, but he did the... Uh, he did John Wick.
0: Oh, fantastic. Okay, that makes a ton yeah. of sense. If you don't just think Penelope Spheres could handle oh, no, action, though. A... you just got to watch okay. Decline Part 1. There's a ton of it, and then Decline Part 3 is the gutter punk one. It's disgusting action. Like, she could shoot it in a way that makes Lucha Underground seem super expensive.
1: And, yeah, and Johnny Mundo, Johnny, John Morrison of Lucha Underground fame. I will give you this trivia that i don't i didn't know you probably did because i know you're a big fan chad stahelski doubled for brandon lee after the fatal accident on the set of the crow i don't know if you knew that
0: uh real bad news to tell you uh we had a goth clothing swap planned for my gig but due to the coronavirus we're not doing it we were going to just show the crow and you had to exchange clothes but they all had to be black
1: I mean, that's clearly the biggest tragedy of this global pandemic. We don't Speaking get of the biggest
0: tragedy of this global pandemic, it's time for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. It's Bayley versus Lacey Evans versus Dana Brooke versus Tamina versus Naomi versus Sasha Banks. This one, uh, there's a lot of moving parts. Do you think yes. you can name a director that is able to control a lot of moving parts, specifically maybe a director that handles women of all sizes, both big and little?
1: Uh. It seems that you have you're going somewhere with this one. I have an, I have one in mind, but go. Why don't you go first?
0: Oh, I'm definitely going with Greta Gerwig to handle multiple narratives. Oh, The Little
1: Women. Okay, I yep. got gotcha. Well, yeah. Uh, thankfully, they we'll won't have to jump back in time. Uh, they can just do it all in the present, so that slower viewers, of which there are many of, of the king the king of sports, the sport of kings. Um, yeah, that uh, that could work, as you know, and especially with the maybe she can do some punch up on uh, on their promos. Um, I was going in a different direction. Um, I was going with Kathy Yon, who directed Birds of Prey, the uh, what should have been called Harley Quinn, uh, the recent DC action movie that uh, had a bunch of women doing action uh, together and against each other.
0: Uh, I had a backup pick in case you actually chose Gerwig. I was going to go. my backup pick with uh, Catherine Bigelow because she's experienced with also multiple storylines of the Hurt Locker that didn't really make sense, but it was perfect by the end of it. And then she's done a ton of great fun action with point break. So that was my backup.
1: But I think Gerwig... Okay, we'll save. We might, we might be seeing uh, Bigelow uh, back in the mix here.
0: Here we go. My probably most looking forward to match, uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. To me, this is the only one where I put... Uh, No real thought. Instantly, I knew who I wanted to direct this. I wanted John Carpenter for the obvious they live fight scene. Kevin Owens is our Roddy Piper. This just makes sense to me.
1: That that makes sense. Although, I do think our Roddy Piper is a guy guy named John Moxley who won't be on the WrestleMania card. Um, But I do like that. I I do hope they kind of get out of... uh, Especially, this is something we haven't talked about, but the idea that they're shooting these things all in the Performance Center... The, the idea is they're not doing a back a Hollywood backlot brawl for any of these, um, like they did in a WrestleMania. Uh, you would probably know the number better than me, but the idea that they're not using kind of the idea that hey, if we can shoot any, we can shoot anywhere. Let's shoot anywhere. Um, so far, well, we don't know. We don't know what they're going to do. But if this one, you know, if the, over the next couple weeks of tapings, if they can get a blood feud going between these these two foes, uh, I'd like to see them do that. I was going a different way. These are two guys who came up in the uh, the fabled bingo hall circuit of the, the rings of honor. Um, and so I was going to a director who captured that memorably on film, uh, Darren Aronofsky, director of The Wrestler.
0: Which takes me to my, number, to my next pick, Undertaker <laughs> versus AJ Styles. We've already burned through Tarantino. You just used Aronofsky. This is why I held my tongue earlier. I have written okay. down here the answer is Logan director James Mangold. <laughs> <laughs> but also very specific <laughs> because he could do Ford versus Ferrari he knows how to deal with old men portraying slightly younger men and makes it look believable
1: that's good um you know and i think mangold can get this is another kind of classic masculine movie in the style uh, you know i think that would work i would go in a different guy uh who's who's made his career in that uh that mode uh clint eastwood um, I think because oh, he shared politics with both these guys, and yeah. you know, I think this we really need to tell the true story of of uh, Undertaker versus AJ Styles.
0: Also, the, for the exact same reasons, you have Dana Bryan and Sami Zayn hanging out with Michael Moore. These two would love An Earful full of Clint Eastwood in twenty twenty. There you go. Moving on, this is I think yep. the most fun and the most difficult match: John Cena versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. I have four different directors here, and I think there is only one answer. But it really depends on who you want this for. Now, is this a, is this for kids? Is this a John Cena thing? Or is this to make The Fiend look strong? Is it to keep up the comedy aspect of it? Is it to keep up the creepy part? Do you want to go first or should I?
1: So I went pretty straightforward on this. I think it's it's uh, a comparison those people have made. They've added the, the the music. I think we talked about it last week's show. This is where I would call on uh, the great David Lynch mm-hmm. uh, to really amp up the kind of just bizarre um contrast you have between the the kind of neon children superhero of John Cena and this kind of this weird monster movie villain in the fiend to an empty audience. Uh I think I think that's that's the guy I'd have to go with to get, get the tone right on this. Alright,
0: let me explain the thought process. Well your this. four
1: picks. Okay.
0: Clearly Lynch is on my like where do you where do we go with Lynch? Here's the problem with the Lynch thing. Um When I'm thinking of Lynch, I'm thinking in the fiend. I'm thinking of the end of Mulholland Drive behind the dumpster where it's real creepy. Or I'm thinking the entirety of Inland Empire. Or I'm thinking of uh, Twin Peaks season three episode eight uh, with uh, with uh with the birth of Bob. The problem is John Cena does not work with that in any way whatsoever.
1: All right. Okay. Therefore, I'll see to you on that. I'll see to you on that. But yes, I think he. I think Cena can kind of work in in the sense of playing, playing your, your naive, straight man. Yeah, he could, I'll, but uh, let's take yeah, advantage of it.
0: Let's take advantage of each character. So it's like, okay, who else has done wrestling stuff on a huge, huge budget, but also has done low-budget horror in a very wonderful comedic way, and that's Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi famously did Spider-Man with Macho Man. He famously did uh, wonderful, wonderful stuff uh, featuring zombies, which the Fiend is clearly stealing from, but that's a little bit too funny for me, right? It's not really what I want to go. Jennifer Kent, I was thinking maybe she could do it because she did the Duke and I feel like The Fiend is uh, taking the same place as the Duke in pop culture, but it's kind of quiet, and John Cena is in quiet. And then I finally figured it out. It's really obvious. you got to go with Chris Cunningham, most famous for directing Aphex Twins
1: videos. Aphex Twins videos, very good.
0: Incredibly creepy, but incredibly polished and sunny at the exact same time. That's what you need for both of these guys.
1: I like that. What do we have next? The
0: Universal Championship, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. It's Spear versus Spear. Who's your pick?
1: Okay, well, the fact that you're saying Spears, I think I have an idea where you're going, but I'm going to say they've kind of teased. This is a uh, a former Georgia Bulldog versus a former uh, Georgia Tech. What are they? The, are they Bumblebees? What is, What's Georgia Tech? I do I'll look it up for okay. right go look it up but this is this is a a, you know a gridiron the spear is basically a shoulder tackle Um, I think this is a gridiron match and the director who I think best captured the the uh, bizarre spectacle of the gridiron would have to be Oliver Stone director of Any Given Sunday and many other films Uh, I'd like to see him kind of do this the way he did Any Given Sunday and make it like this is uh, just a a gladiatorial leave an eyeball on the field contest that it won't be
0: That's really, really solid thinking. I almost used it for something else I didn't. I'm going to go with Stallone, the director of Rocky, and more importantly, the director of Rocky Balboa. This guy knows how to shoot old people in a respectable way and do do it quickly. So that's kind of important.
1: I like that. Um, Moving on,
0: this this is a tough one, I'd say. This is the Raw Women's Championship. It's the man, Becky Lynch, versus Shayna Baszler. This was tough. I only have one name. I would like to know what you think of it. I have uh, Mary Horan, the director of American Psycho, only because I couldn't think of a good narrative, and then the only thing I could think of is like, oh, well, Shayna Baszler bit the, Be- the back of Becky Lynch's neck and made her bleed. It's the bloodiest one? I don't. I, I really wasn't sure where to go with this one.
1: So I had recency bias. Of I had a movie that I've watched uh, this week um, from 2011, uh, the movie Warrior, uh, by director Gavin O'Connor. So I was thinking here, this is one that they can kind of do uh, the most Shayna Baszler, legit MMA experience. Um, Becky Lynch kind of trying to be uh, for better or worse. As we talked about Conor McGregor in her promo style. Um, Warrior was, is the best movie. I don't know how many movies there have been that aren't total schlock um, about uh, MMA fighting. And, that's, this is the one, I mean, they're both going, one's going for a choke, one's going for an arm, arm bar. Um, this is, he captured it in a really interesting way, and I, I think he could do that with this match.
0: Very, very, very good pick. Moving on, this is super fun. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. I got one name, uh, released arguably the best action film of the last 10 years. George Miller, I think we got
1: the to... director of oh, okay.
0: Mad Max Fury Road.
1: Okay, so... I like where you're going with that. Do your reasoning, and then I, it's funny how close, but far away we came on this one. Uh,
0: knows how to shoot powerful women. Uh, knows how to... Also, Rhea Ripley just feels like an amalgamation of all of the characters in Mad Max Fury Road in one, and uh, she's in the match. And wears
1: the costume of, uh, yes. Yeah, that's um, it. So I, I went a different uh, Charlize Theron uh, film, One of the uh, another great action film, not on the scale of Mad Max, but the director of Atomic Blonde, David Leitch, Um, because this is a couple of atomic. Ball, a, a, yeah, I can uh, a couple of atomic blondes. I just get tongue tied when I think of Ray Ripley working in the ring because she's really good, and I hope that the, this match delivers um, the way it should.
0: This one is a, uh, this one is very very fun. This one is Edge versus Orton, Randy Orton uh, for Pride. I don't know. Uh, I want to know your pick on this because I think we might have the same one.
1: So I highly doubt it. But I went with a guy. So this one, I, I kind of had some trouble thinking of, like, what, what's, the, what's the, the narrative on this one? Other than, yes, they're fighting for pride of these old, you know, old tag team partners, blah, blah, blah. Um, I went with Doug Liman, uh, who directed uh, The Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Edge Tomorrow. Uh, he also did a movie called The Wall starring John Cena. Because I was trying to think, who's done, like, a Marine movie um, but that wasn't crap? Um, and yeah, I came up with Doug Watson.
0: That is surprising to me because we both know that the Edge, uh, the Edge, that Edge is is uh, <laughs> the YouTube member. That Edge's entire gimmick is based around nine inch nails.
1: Okay, so did you go with Rheumatic?
0: Yes, of course I went with him, <laughs> all right. because he directed the yeah. best, the mo- the most interesting looking nine inch nails video of all time that has the most staying power, which is closer. But he also directed one hour photo.
1: Yes, and and as Randy Orton is a psychopath who will give an RKO to your wife, uh, I think he would. He's he's a little more powerful, amped up, macho version of of uh, not Stanley. What's the what's Robin Williams' character name on our photo? But he also. No, but he,
0: uh, okay, yeah. here's here's the point. By the way, number one, Georgia Tech. It is the bees, and Romanek also directed Johnny Cash's version of of Hurt.
1: Okay, there you go. That's, that's the package that's I want
0: to see. I want to see the edge. Uh, his wife looking over his dead body
1: package. Yes. Okay. That's a very specific uh, thing, but I think he got it. And I, I'm a, a romantic fan because uh, the perfect drug video changed my life. And here so we go. I think it's time for the main, main event. What do you got?
0: Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. I had this name written down twice, and all I did was s- swap it with Stallone for obvious reasons. I'm going with Ryan Coogler, the director of Creed.
1: Okay. Uh, the director... Creed, the director of Black Panther, um, yeah, I think that, that you know, as far as a, a top line guy that you want to do your headline match, you can who shot some some fight scenes that are notable. Um, this is where I had my Catherine Bigelow pick. Oh. Um, kind of been able to do it, you know. I think upending kind of gender stereotypes of what about what directors can do. She's done through her whole career uh, extremely, you know, masculine macho stuff. Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty. You know, Point Break, um, which is both Point Break is the best matchup here just because of the inherent homoroticism of professional wrestling and the, uh, you know, blatant homeroticism of Point Break. Uh, but, yeah, I think she's a classy uh, Oscar-winning director. You can, you can bring a different energy to Brock Lesnar suplexing uh, a big guy around the ring before he gets kicked in the face and loses the belt.
0: I like that thought process. Another reason why I went with Coogler is in Creed, he's uh, directing fighters from around the world. We have uh, a man, Brock Lesnar, who is both from Minnesota and Canada, and we've got Drew McIntyre, a man from uh, Scotland. So he's able to, to direct people from around the world, and more importantly, he knows how to handle a big-ass budget. He, if he could do Black Panther, he could easily do this and make it look amazing. Finally,
1: there you go.
0: who's directing overall. WrestleMania 36 overall? To me, this was... Probably the second easiest picked after John Carpenter. Who do you got? Scorsese.
1: Okay, that's. I mean, there's two ways, and I would I would go with my two favorite directors here, and Scorsese would be one of them. Um, obviously, he's gonna he's gonna capture your epic. He's directed many types of films, mm-hmm. even though he's pigeonholed unfairly as a gangster movie director. Um, I was going the the more modern version of what I like, like to think of as the more modern Scorsese. Even though Scorsese clearly still working is Steven Soderbergh, uh, a guy sure. who also he can shoot anything. Um, he can, you know, any type of action. He's going to move that camera around. He also uh, directed Contagion, which is the current world we live in. So I think he understands the uh, the, the current climate. It's a really and, good uh, pick. Can really pull together a WrestleMania.
0: Here's why I want Scorsese over anyone else. Scorsese is the only person that's made monumental documentaries that. Wrestlemania is sort of framed after Every Wrestlemania is essentially The last waltz so The last waltz is about the band's final show But there's also uh, a direct To camera interview with members of the band Between every single song and Throughout the documentary in addition To The footage they shot in the theater with the crowd there's some footage shot on a sound stage he's able to do all that stuff also he's put together these like after the fact documentaries most recently this amazing one about dylan's tour that came out i think a year and a half ago on netflix he's also done no direction home and stuff like that and clearly he's dealt he's done the irishman if he's able to have six words from one woman he could direct wrestlemania